Uh, we're in the big office, boys, once again, round 17. Yeah! We are, <laughs> yes! We are the first on-air representatives <laughs> of Foxtel to celebrate rural around, although you've got the Inspector Clouseau hat on. <laughs> what about what Woody from is. Toy Story? <laughs> <laughs> I, got my son, I got my son's hat on. And you have got yeah. the best shirt of the lot, Derm. Look at that. I, I wouldn't paint my house in that. Nah. And he paid 300 no for way. it. No <laughs> way. This is actually out of my personal <laughs> stash. <laughs> 300. A long time ago, when they were fashionable. Now, <laughs> One of those ones that looked good on the shelf, and you thought, I'll, I'll part with this. 300, pulled it off. Very pretty girl, no, mate. No, no, no. He yeah. went to the counter and had to commit. Yeah, you know how much it was. Yeah. The, when, you, when the pretty girls behind, they go, oh, can you afford this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the belts and the boots. Well done, boys. You're looking a treat. So for the rest of the weekend, uh, we're celebrating rural around all the guys who play league footy who come from ruralness. <laughs> <laughs> Country, whatever you want to talk. Let's get into it, boys. GWS take on Sydney. It should be an absolute cracker. Last time they played round five, 2017. GWS won. Franklin, 15 touches, kicked three. Jeremy Cameron, he kicked two, but two goals. Well, Toby Green, now he's back this week. He uh, had 15 and kicked four goals as well. Sydney lost the clearance count then. And if you remember, that back in that round, they were still winless and friendless at that stage. So, Dicko, give us the ins and outs yeah. as well, please. Well, the Giants get Stevie J back, Williams and Green, you mentioned. So, the outs are Reed, Mazungu and Lloyd. But uh, Josh Kennedy missed late withdrawal last week. So, Ollie Florent is out for uh, Josh. He'll come back in and just get a lazy 42. Yeah, they keep getting some good players back in, don't oh, they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they've had a couple of... Uh, Tight losses, but Sydney's back to that restricting best, aren't they? I mean, their, their goals against now, the last couple of weeks, I think 51 and 50 or vice versa. So, yeah, their ability to restrict teams just keeps them. I don't think they're still back to their absolute best, but their ability to restrict teams is, is amazing. Why do they, what do they need to be their best? Well, it's, it's interesting. You'd love because they're a different team. I mean, they you know they always evolve teams from year to year, but they've got a lot of young players. I don't know what their best is this year. It's, it's interesting. You just sense that they've still got another gear to go to, but yet I don't know what that is doing. To be It'd perfectly always frank, always be better if you had uh, Kurt Tippett. Yeah, another key forward or another forward who you can bank on being a real headache for the opposition. So I won't say that's hurting them, Kurt Tippett, not being able to do that this year. Yeah. But you'd love somebody like Kurt Tippett yeah. to be uh, pretty good there. I'm with you though, Rizzi. I reckon. I reckon they're 80% running at 90% of their capacity. Yeah. The midfield's about. 85, the forward mm. line's about the 70, so he can, it can yeah. give this Kieran one a Jack, bit. Kieran Jack's been good coming back in. Mm. Isaac Heaney, I reckon, has got another level. Dane Rampey's the one for That's me. That's the one for me as well. Yeah, look, he just yeah. settles them down back. And I reckon every team needs at the moment, probably always that, but particularly at the moment, that you know, Rampey can play tall, medium mm. and small. And sweep. Well, I and, asked and him sweep. after the game and yeah. I said, who are you getting next week? He goes, Cameron. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Yep. I'm thinking, I'm standing next to him, same sort of a height. But yeah. That's his ability. He it's can Mal really take Malik it on. Has, he's, helped, he's helped Malikan out, hasn't he, in terms of match-ups and all that sort of stuff. Well, Alirali was the one last year that yeah. sort of took the bigger one, which allowed Rampy probably play more that roll-off role. But mm. now, he's, such a, he's a very good athlete. He's mm. very good speed. He's a great endurance runner. That's why he can go with the, the mediums and mm. the, the smalls up the ground because he can really run. He's can a sub-10. Can you show it on Monday night how he was... He handcuffed Big Tom yep. Boyd yep. and the likes... 
I don't know how the third umpire down that end doesn't miss that. So he does push the rules. Yeah. Will he yeah. get but You, look, you look where he does it. He does it. So the third umpire will sit about 30 metres out there, okay? And he's here with the ball in that direction. Yeah. So he's sitting behind. Because he, he's behind his direct opponent, no one can see it. So yeah. I think it's... Uh, well, I think Big Tom away with that, but very good not to cloud him. Yeah, probably, but... Um, but, but the, also I mean, the umpire's got to control it, though, don't they? The umpire's control if they, it. Only if they see yeah. it. They, that's right. Yep. They don't and see then it, if they don't, occasionally people have to control it themselves. <laughs> Back in your day, mate. <laughs> that hasn't worked, that hasn't worked very well last week. No, it hasn't at all. <laughs> I think, I mean, the Giants, are their, you know, their opponents, they've, they've still got another level to go to as well. I mean, I think the thing, you look at these two teams, Sydney's pressure is always outstanding. Yeah. Probably mm. in the first six weeks it struggled, but the last sort of seven or eight. Giants That's a flaws, still, a, still yeah. a question mark a little bit, isn't it? Around just their just sort of the absolute 100% commitment to defence. You can see, as we're looking through this ball movement, there's not a lot of speed from the Giants on defence, is well, there? Well, they're not closing down any, no. any uh, avenues for Hawthorne. You can see the overlap run, and Hawthorne... This is what they don't like, so they're giving it uh, on the other hand to GWS here. But look at that overlap for a 20-meter handball. handball over yep. the top. But what they've struggled with all year, and we've said about their pressure, it's their forward line, it's not. They're the third worst team in the competition at allowing defensive mm. yeah. uh, scores from transition. So and this one here as well, Dico. You look at Phil Davis there on, yep. on Langford, and, and look, it's probably a collective as GWS as a whole, though. We've highlighted Langford because he ends up yeah. kicking the lucky goal in the end and getting the bounce over Heath Shaw, who's in the, in the goal square. But Phil Davis just gets to the back of the contest, which they generally do. He had Isaac Smith coming through, so Devin Smith didn't go with, with him, and they just lost their shape once again well, on at that a critical vision, time. At Mazungu, I think it was, and Shaw. They yeah. were the two loose players. In that situation... Behind every, the footy. Yeah, yeah. Behind the footy. Everyone else has to pick up a man. So Phil Davis has either got to go to Isaac Smith or he's got to stay with Will Langford. Probably in that situation goes with Smith, and then Devin Smith has to come up and take Will Langford. Mm. But again, just a little bit of an example of you know, when, the, when the heat's on... What are the habits? They're still, I don't think, 100% committed to defence. And we're not seeing at that point either Phil Davis, you know, being, you know, directing yep. and, and, and assisting in terms of that co-captain leadership aspect of things to make sure I'm here, you know, pointing, directing. We've got you there, you're... Stuff like that in that, you know, five, ten seconds that you do have is important for some, some of those GWS And teammates. they've been, look, they've been pretty good in the tight games. They've had four win, one loss and two draws. Mm. And you'd have to go, which, which Leon would have done. You, they would have analysed those last sort of two or three minutes. So, look, it is working for them in the, in the tight games. But, you, you know, we all think, correct me if I'm wrong, we all think they're definitely a premiership contender. Definitely. I just love to see a probably a 10% more commitment to their defensive side, and I reckon they can get that right. In the last two weeks, though, Ruzi, sides have blocked their eggs, Scully and, yep. and that sort of stuff. Ge Geelong did it a bit. Hawthorne definitely yep. did it, where, you know, they'll get it off half-back, and they're blocking straight away that, that switch to the power runners on, Just the, on the outside. Just before we move to the next game, though, round, uh, second last round of last year, we were worried about GWS. Yeah. Because I think Nat knew he took one from the boundary line throw and kicked yeah, the goal, knocked him over real yeah. late. We're saying, gee, they haven't won many close ones late. We were real worried about them. Mm. Yet the grand final last year really was preliminary final night. Yeah, yeah, the doggies v. They were game. in really good nick, so yeah. they can turn it oh, around no doubt. quick. Yeah. No doubt yeah. about that. Let's just turn this one around. Let's go to Melbourne and Adelaide. And this was when Adelaide, you know, they were unbeaten and then they got knocked over in Tassie. Then they faced Melbourne and got knocked over by the D's convincingly mm. by seven goals. Goals. So, Ruzi, the ins and outs for yep. uh, this one? Yeah, look, Kennedy Harris, who's been playing particularly well in the uh, the VFL team. He gets his chance. Billy Stretch goes out. 
couple of good ins. Lynch and Greenwood was really developing before he sort of got half. I think it was the rest, or was it the? He had rested last he week. Got rested, got rested yeah, last yeah, week. Just yeah. had a little nap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Thompson and Malia go out. out. So, a couple of big ins for for Adelaide. Interesting you talk about the, the close games. I mean, Simon Goodwin was was interesting because they've been in a lot of them, and his take on it is you know, that they really winning the winning the close games. And being in a lot of close games is going to help them. It's really mm. important to be able to get the results in close games and be able to add a fair bit of composure to the game. So I think what he says is absolutely right. You have to be in them. Some you're going to lose, but the more experience you get, and we saw that with uh, with the Phil Davis one before, they've been pretty good and the, and the Ds have been pretty good in the close games well, as well. Well, we're getting close games every week. Come finals <laughs> times, you think that's going to continue. And well, that's where that's yeah. when it obviously... Matters the most. And their firepower is the Crows. So who goes mm. to Jenkins? Who They're goes to suit, Walker? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oscar McDonald last time, I think, to Jenkins and then Frost to Walker. But then you throw in McGovern. McGovern yeah. So yeah. there's another dynamic and you've got your smalls there, which they can take care of. But I think that's the interesting part because both teams can move the ball I think they could leave Tom McDonald forward, though. He's been quite successful yeah, there yes. in the, at least the last fortnight. So he's, he's, no, he's no beauty. He's, he's no... <laughs> Stunning footballer as a forward, mm. but he's getting the job done. Well, he's getting the job done, but he's been in the ruck. And yeah. I think when a defender and I was a forward went back and then didn't spend much time went come straight back to the forward. <laughs> you line, gave that the dirty nappy treatment. <laughs> yeah, I though. did. You yeah. made sure you got that, that stuff uh, everywhere, yeah, so you yeah. never went back. That's experience. Yeah. But he's gone from defence to forward and, and played a pivotal role. We know what he did over in the West, but I think that's going to hold him in enormous stead if he did go back there at a pinch. Yeah, I think while they've got Frost and um, and McDulska playing okay, Hibbert can play a bit tall. He's a little bit like Rampy. You look here, yeah, Jetta, Jetta, have to, Jetta Vince yeah. and Wagner yeah. are the other the other ones yeah. mentioned. Hibbert there. definitely can Hibbert play, can play tall. A bit tall. I mean, Neville ne- Jetta, yeah, you look, love him, don't well, you? Well, I've had the. I mean, you, yeah, when you're coaching a team, you appreciate players more. And I've coached him, I've coached him for three years. His his efforts in the last quarter last week mm. were just unbelievable. And what we see is just. The array of talent that so he got does an intercept have. there. Intercept mark, and then yeah, his ability to win one-on-one contests. Yeah, spoil, spoil here. So mark on Silvani. He basically did four or five different things. This is a great spoil on on Casbot. So he plays. He can play tall, small, and then the contest late. This one here was just an unbelievable. That contest. is enormous. Yeah. And if I was a Bulldogs player, I'd be watching this because mm. we've seen their lack of intent. Look how he gets back on yep. and wins that game. Uh, that footy. Turns a 50-50 into it. No, no, that's 100% and that was, I think ball. that was about yep. 25, 30 seconds to go and Carlton, a little bit of momentum. But he's just an incredible player. That, that Betts, you know, I reckon he'll get Eddie Betts. He's played really well on him mm. before and he's played very, very well on all those good mm. small forwards. When he ability... fell over in that last contest and then got up and ran the other one, two to three years ago, he didn't get up quick. No, so he's added that to his endurance game was his weakness, and to his credit, he's an absolute pro. He wants to be wants to get better, and he's worked really hard on his endurance. And one thing that he did as he built his game, he started with stopping players, and we talked to him more last year about you got to win the footy, you got to win the footy. So now his ability to play two ways is really strong. And just quickly on that vision, like you said, he didn't do that a year ago. How quick when he hit the ground, he looked defensively straight away yep. to see who's the most dangerous. Uh, that's where they learn, and players become uh, elite.
Port Adelaide are taking on North Melbourne. They're still yet to play this year, so we can't get a read on them. But, Jono, the ins and outs. Yeah, Logan Austin comes in for Port Adelaide. He and comes... you, you don't mess with the Zerha comes in for... Uh, <laughs> He's got a my body neck chairs, is he? Yes, he is. So, uh, look, congratulations uh, Good luck to Cameron Zerha. I hope he goes, hope he goes well. And, and same with Logan Logan Austin. But, um, yeah, when you look at this North... You talk about Melbourne in tight mm. games. Well, North Melbourne... In, in tight games is the is the total reverse and you know and Brad Scott has said you know he doesn't really care about it. he calls it shallow analysis I'm not too sure about whether it's shallow or not because the results are there I'm sure he would love to be sitting here with a, a 16-2 win loss record when it uh, when it comes to the tight one so well that's, know, obviously that's a bit interesting, of, isn't it? Like, and that's that's affected their year this year I was going to say they, that they could you... be in in the top eight yeah. if they they get half of them right and mm. that and that's look it's at the moment, there's so many close games. Look, some, and we'll, we'll overanalyse it, and some are controllable, some aren't. Some might be just a bounce of the ball, a good mark. But 2-16, and 16, so what, what he says about analysis compared to what Simon Goodwin said, I'd probably tend to lean with the Simon but, Goodwin. You know, you, you do have to go through it. You do have to... It's, it's, I don't think it's shallow analysis. It's saying we want to get all these X's and O's right. doesn't guarantee you're going to get them right all the time, but a 2-16 and 16 record... Do you think it's cool. been the best thing for North Melbourne in terms of their future, though? Because it hasn't been able... A close win over a side that's below them, for example. You, you don't gloss over anything then because you've lost that game. You still... Look at it, uh, and then obviously you know where you've got to go forward in terms of development. If they were sitting just inside the eight at the moment, do you think they would still be thinking that we're still well off in terms of a flag? Or how yeah, it's would, a reasonable it point. Probably the concern for me is just that that's over a number of years. So two and sixteen, mm. like that's a real pattern, isn't it? Because. Um, whether it be this year, last year, the year before, at some point it's going to cost you top eight, a top four, you know, even even to, to a premiership because you can get to a certain position. So I don't think it's a coach in the league that would. Uh, so you were would, eleven and sixteen. Yeah. Did it, did it affect you, or did you just accept that do most things right, and you're going to be about fifty percent if you yeah, do look, most I, things right? As I said, it doesn't guarantee you're going to win everything, but certainly Nick Davis goal in two hundred five, you know, final got us over the line. That was a set play. We repeated that in the grand final of oh five. That was another set play. We lost this oh six grand final by a point. We probably could have done a few things better. So it doesn't guarantee you're going to have a, a clean slate. But you know if you can get them right more times than not, it's going to make a difference at the end. I'm not privy to what's going on inside the walls of North Melbourne, but you, the experience that went out, we touched on earlier in the year, I think Scotty's coaching more offence than defence at the moment because offensively you want your next group to come through and know exactly how to score. And I think that's what they're doing. So losing those tight games, I don't think it's really a concern for him. But this week the concern is Port Adelaide. Yeah. They were brilliant last oh week. Oh my yeah, god! Like when yeah. they go to yeah. Port, when they go home, they are plus twenty four time in forward half. So almost a quarter in their half of the footy. Only six so goals down against West Coast and just on domain and dropped came, the hammer. Came back and, and it, was, it was phenomenal. And their next four are critical because they got North and they play Melbourne, St Kilda, and Adelaide. So this is their top four. The next yep. month will could so I think if they can sustain that footy, sorry, Dern, you're right. Dicker, you're right. That's I love their footy this year. Last year and the year before it was a bit we're gonna rely on opposition giving us the ball back, we're gonna defend a bit deeper. Mm. Now they're saying we're gonna get up the ground, we're gonna force turnovers ourselves, mm. we're not gonna wait for the opposition to get it back. They've got very, very talent, a lot of talent. So they're chock full of talent, as talented as, as most sides in the competition. If they can sustain that game style, they're a genuine chance to win the flag, I reckon. They have beaten up on the teams outside the yeah. eight, and they, I think they've got one reasonable scalp to their credit just recently. Uh, they haven't really 
knocked over too many teams, to be no. honest, in, in the in the top in the, eight. Well, they how haven't. Good are, yeah, how good are they against the top opposition and what they've got coming up? Well, I think if they can sustain that game style, because it's dramatically different to last year and the year before. It's a little bit, a little bit like Richmond. Until it becomes a habit... now. How many games that is, it's going to vary from player to player. They've got some serious talent. There's no question about that. If they can continue to defend hard, get the ball back, then they'll eventually beat a, a team in the top eight. But what, what's happened to them, I reckon, a couple of times, they've done it for three quarters and dropped off. Mm. Did it for half against Adelaide, I think, dropped off in the second it's half. better pressure around the ball, Much too, better. From, from, the, from the better teams. And that's what I don't think yep. they've been able to handle. And, and Paddy Wright has given them a oh. real first oh. leg up, hasn't he, at, at, the, at the bounces and at the stoppages. Yep. We're going to take a break, boys. We'll be back to talk about Fremantle and the West Coast Eagles for all those on the West Seaboard <laughs> side. I'm trying to think, make a country link to that, and I couldn't. <laughs> North Melbourne take on Fremantle, and you have to read out the first game player. Oh. His name is... And we're sorry to Mr and Mrs. It's nice. What's his name? Nice. N-Y-H-U-I-S. Yes. Nice. Nice. Yes. Nice. On good authority, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Nyhouse in his first game, the late inclusion for his first goal. He's been a defender all his life, and he's kicked a goal in five minutes. Lances into the 50, Rennie's full measure before Great. releasing the kick. And that allowed Nighthouse to get into the square and he's kicked his second. <laughs> Hilda half forward again. Tough one for Hamling. This young man in his first game. Oh, no he's already kicked two goals and now he's kicked the critical one. Nighthouse <laughs> onto the boot. More one on one. Oh. He's got it again. The footy world watching for his fourth goal to put his team in front. His wildest dreams come true. Ryan. Thanks for that. Nye no, House. Yes, because Hutto there said it really slow. Nye House. Because he likes to build it up. Well, I was just doing you it quickly. You stuffed it up, You had it on good authority and I you just know it up. I just knew his name. It's Nye House. So, but therefore, you didn't sell I, it in commentary, well. I could be like, Nye House. Like, like Hutto. And be really clear. But, but he sold hey, it like he was confident. Yeah, yeah. you so didn't say it. No, 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 you didn't. No, you didn't. When that vision came oh, out, you were like this. I can't listen to Rudy in that hat today, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. You look know, like, remember that, like, that karate king bloke, Billy Jack? He had a hat like that. <laughs> Billy, yeah, remember Billy Jack? Jack? That was yeah, a weird time ago. But anyway, that's no, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not old enough. Okay, Fremantle take on the West Coast Eagles and Ryan now. Nye. Nye house. <laughs> it's Nye not house. your house, it's my house. Nye yeah. house. Deny. Uh, round six was when they last played. Um, one by 41 points, the West Coast Eagles. And Josh Kennedy kicked six. Jono, give us the ins and outs. And I'm tipping... Um, Nye house is on the interchange from with seven guys, but he will retain his spot in that side, don't worry. Mundy, Spur, Collins and DeLuca come back in. And you've got Kennedy, Schofield, Marston, Red and Nelson and Cole. Extended Ooh. bench for... For the West Coast Eagles, Kennedy being the big one there. Schofield uh, for Eric McKenzie, you'd think. And Elliot Yo plays his 100th game. So well, you've got the mic. Keep games. going and talk to us about Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, how good was he, though? Really? Nighthouse. Nighthouse. He was, mm. he was sensational. And as Hutto said, you heard in the commentary there, played all his life down back. Uh, Pav was talking to us about him. Good uh, Pre-game pre last week. And, and look, at it, it's just fantastic that he's been able to go. He played a role on Robbie Tarrant and then was able to obviously become effective in... 
coming back at the footy consistently. So, and that caught Taron out on, on a number of occasions. Not so an easy thing to do, too. No For a young way. player, first, first game, to be able to manipulate that situation. Thompson obviously got him. Yep. And he said, my role's on Taron. He slid up. Poor communication from the North boys. Because I'm not sure... Tarrant knew exactly he was behind him. Mm, so because Thompson's got him in yeah, view, yeah, does Thompson's he have to verbally control that? Absolutely, yeah. Does he have to verbally control yeah, that? so Thompson's man. Tarrant's the loose man sitting in front, so mm. he doesn't know. Thompson needs to be yelling at him, then hands him over. He takes him, mm. and then then Thompson becomes a, the, the one back. Yeah. But that was poor, but well done from the young kid. It was poor. If he had number seven on his back, I'm sure Thompson would have gone yeah. straight to him. Yeah. Because yeah. he probably couldn't even pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, I tell, <laughs> you, I'll tell you one who they're really... The first game, I'll let him go. Mm. One they're really going to try and have to nail down is Walters. His last two weeks have been extraordinary. I think I said yep. to you guys, we mm. saw him in Perth two weeks ago yep. uh, uh, when the Saints knocked him over. It was the best small forward mm. game I've seen this so season. So Hutchings is probably the one, I think, that may go to him. He's done the JJ yeah. Johansson role. He went yep. um, last week. He was trying to run with Pollock for a little bit, that outside sort of, that outside sort of run. So maybe he's the one who gets first crack yep. at Walters. And you tip West Coast. We all tip Freya yeah. on the basis of... What a tip West Coast. Yeah. Have you seen the ladder? So you they're got... just in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no, West Coast are a better team. Top, they're a better team. West Coast are a better team than yeah. Fremantle. Current Fremantle, I'm, I'm wrapped with the way they're developing. From next year on, they are going to start to, to make some really I'll big strides what, in the competition. I'll tell again. you what West Coast will need to do is tackle again, though. I mean, their tackle numbers, we lauded them for a couple of weeks yeah. here where they really corrected it. They <laughs> went to 93, 78. And they're back to 61, 51 on the weekend. It's mm. just, you know, it's just unacceptable for a team that we all, Tim, you touched on it in the break, we sort of all got them hanging in there, but we're starting mm. to lose a bit of faith, aren't we? Because, you know, I had them right up the pointy end of the season. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, they've got some big ins this Thought week. Thought their additions at the start of yeah, the year, they were just going to yep. move into it slowly, but turn it on at some stage. And then the loss of Kennedy along the way. And they re if they want to turn it on, it's got to start soon. You've got six to go. And well, they can't have, you can't have 51 tackles to go. Well, I mean, game in the balance, 47 halfway through that quarter. Yeah. So, yep. the, wasn't it? Yeah. And to only have another four tackles for the game, their pressure just dropped way. Yep. Or Fremantle, um, they're going to get their opportunities because they can roll plenty through the midfield and create some real speed. And what's hurting them. West Coast is a quick play on from either a mark or a free yeah. kick. So the team, Port Adelaide did it. They got it, got yeah. it on, and then they were able to get some one-on-one -on -one battles fall to centre. So the Eagles didn't have I'll time. I'll tell you, the to, for the Eagles, Fives played his best game for the year. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah, when he's playing well, <laughs> yeah, he does make him a pretty good team. <laughs> yep. So uh, that's a, a lookout for whether he, Elliot He turns knows. low percentage yeah. winning the ball into a win and gets it going the mm. way. And it's a surprise to everyone. So it catches out Backman as well. Let's move to our next game. And now Carlton haven't played Western Bulldogs so far this season. They've got them this weekend, Dicko. And you've got the ins and outs. Yeah, we've got Silvani, Buckley, Sumner, Bokers, Graham. Alex. Yes, yep. Alex yeah. Silvani uh, and Byrne back in. White's out with uh, knee crips. We know with a broken leg and McCready. And then Murphy. Back in, which uh, will be uh, a big Bob. in for, obviously, yep. the uh, bullies here. But we've got Biggs, Dixon, Hamilton, Williams and Young and Boyd, Wood and Clay Smith is an omission. Keep talking about... Clay Smith's out. Omitted. He's a good player to leave out. That shows you that things aren't mm. going quite right. Mm. Um, we've talked about how good Carlton are at defending. But uh, one thing, you, you, can, you can play certain players out. You can play a volume of players down there and stop... But when you get senior players leading the way as to 
how to communicate with each other. We've got some footage here of the Carlton defence of how they've organised each other. Because you can't have eyes in the back of your head every time. So who wants to talk us through this one? Well, yeah, you, you go, go Rizzy. Go. No, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, I was, at the wide, point mate, I was the, watching the beach. Sometimes when you're at the source, you're looking down <laughs> the other end of the ground trying to control what's going to transpire a kick or two away. So Carlton have been very good at it all year. So automatically... The ball went out. He knew that he could get and try and close that player down, but he signalled to say the next person down the line needs to be covered mm. and then it's the domino effect. They've done it all year. We spoke about how good they are when they turned the ball over. They were the number one team for eight weeks at denying opposition from scoring. So that tells me they're very organised. And, and I think um, that's the case for... Um Blues term. If you're a Carlton supporter now, you're going to the footy with a recognisable brand. Mm. You're talking about building, you know, North probably building maybe offensively, whereas Carlton are clearly going, no, we want to win contests, we want to be a really good defensive team, and then we'll probably add a little bit of flair. I like that. They've got a long suit, haven't they? Yeah, they've, they have, but every week you go, what I loved about their game last week against Melbourne, both teams cracking in, and they've got a distinct style. They get it down back, they deny you footy. I think they're plus, what are they? Uh, Mark differential plus 44, mm. plus 47 plus a the last thousand two weeks. The way they yeah. Play. yeah, that's just the yeah. way they play. So yeah. if you're a Carlton supporter, you've got a brand. They're buying into it. Uh, yeah, Cripps is Cripps is going to be a big out for him, isn't he? Though that's it. Yeah. Well, talk to us about the way the doggies have marked on occasion inside mm. forward 50, and obviously went off the boil again last well, week. Well, they went off the ball sitting on the couch, so the old punter at home watching the footy pretty raw. First of all, uh, Liam Pickin, look at this for an option. He just swings. You know, he's got no pressure on him. He hasn't really summed the situation up. Kicks it to three Adelaide players. See, a forward loves the 50. that. A oh. forward loves that if he's looking up the field. But when they're on the break back towards goal and the bloke swings and it's going to come over you, you can't predict where mm. that's going. As long as somebody's deep and yeah. they can come up at him, he can pull the kick, he can angle the kick, whatever. But if they're running away yeah. from you, a forward running like that and somebody rolls and plays on, you've got nowhere to well, lose. If you look at their marks the last four weeks, 3-21 went up to 21, 9 and 9. I yeah. reckon the 21 Dern, was exactly what you said. They had guys, they were lowering their eyes going inside forward 50. They're not a big, they're not a contested mark team. Mm. So for them to move the ball really well, as they did last year, clearly, it's it's those shorter little kicks, you know, darts inside 50. And they had 21. They've gone back down to nine and nine. They're really struggling to connect. I love, I love when Jono says, let me put this on the table oh, here about we go. the doggies. Here we go. Because you know it's come straight from the <laughs> match committee. It's come straight from my observations in terms of the hunter versus the hunted. It's an interesting discussion, I think, Ruzi, because I like it. For, yeah. for me... His phone's going off. For yeah. me, it already is. I just checked the ladder before West Coast <laughs> Frio to make sure I was, uh, I was right with that. But anyway, outside of that, the hunter, the hunter versus the, the hunted is purely mindset in terms of, I think, coaches preparing the group for you know, the weekend ahead. And you've got this week where you'll have... Matty Wright will definitely go to Johannesson, like he probably did to Mills, you know, earlier in the year for, for the Sydney Swans, yep. and, and attack him. And, and JJ's been under the pump in terms of that. But I would love to see the Bulldogs start to get back to that, that hunting mentality again. And for me, it, it's purely just a preparation thing in terms of, OK, this week, pick Pico, you're going to Simpson, you're going to restrict him to 15 and stop his run off half-back. And if he's not there, you know what, you're going to Doherty next and we're going to make it hard yep. for, um, for them as a team. And, and that's where the Bulldogs need to get um, back to. And I think that then... With that sort of mindset, we'll create better saturation around the ball again. They'll get their numbers there because they're fierce in their attack on it, not letting the opposition dictate terms where they need to get back on the front foot and dictating to the opposition again. And for me, it's purely that mindset aspect 
of preparation from the coaches to the players to hunt rather than waiting for, oh, who's going to come to JJ, then we'll do something about yep. it. Or who's going to yep. go to Stringer and then we do something about it. Front foot. Yep, I agree. And there's another bit of vision I want to show as well. I reckon... This is like review vision, well, isn't it? Well, it's almost like they say, are they broken? I think they're broken at the moment because their senior players, their uh, efforts dropped off. You see Mitch Honeychurch here. Have a look at that body language. If I was the coach, it would have ripped his head off but straight after that game. this is the damning game. bit. But Ottens. Like, yeah. no disrespect wow. to he Andy. Gets, he gets smashed last year, Otten. He, he? Gets smashed. he gets smashed. They cut him in half. They have to yeah. bring Bruce Reed's tape back from the Australian <laughs> cricket team to put him back together. That's yeah. how yeah. hard they were hitting last year. <laughs> but what's happened to the Bulldogs? And everyone's going to have their clip and say, yeah. they have dropped off enormously and it's filtered down they all the manic, way through to the young players. If I was Bevo this week, I would have an energy and attitude coach sitting in the box, isolating every single contest. Did he do everything he possibly could? To, to energise his team and Which is makes his attitude hunt, right? It? It and makes hunt, and I'll have a guy yeah, analyse it, it and quarter time he go down there and he would isolate every player. We're going to have a break. I'm getting quite up and about. You know what? On you. An mm. energy and attitude coach. I'm trying to think of who would be the best energy and attitude coach. Maybe Big Kev? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yep, you yep. have a think and we'll talk Franco about it on the other yep. side. <laughs> Alright, next one. I'm not sure about this fella. <laughs> Maybe that one. Do that um, one next. Um, this bloke's been out of form lately. Probably not on current form. Probably mate. on kind of blokeys. I reckon I should put him on the bench. Nah, mate, if again. Alright, I might have to put you down in the Ford pocket. There's a couple other big dogs rather than you that are gonna get the full Ford spot. Okay. Next, I'll go with uh, ha, ha. <laughs> This is a bit of IOU. Look what I've got here. Uh, we need a general to just, you know, look after the half-back line. Not man up. Um, not man up. Yell and point. Uh, not run much, so away. we'll put him at half-back flank. <laughs> Ruffy and the great Luke Hodge playing his 300th game, announced his retirement during the week. Having a bit of fun there, picking their rural... All they needed was the Benny Hill music yeah. to those two with that ring. And they made themselves co-captains as well. So. Now, we have to go with this. Now, Ruzi, you've picked... If you get rural... Rural... <laughs> rural, <laughs> rural round, you need a city team yeah. as well to play them. We're going to have so a game. So you've chosen yeah. a city team. Yeah, so have a look. Let me, give me a little bit of uh, feedback here, boys. Right. Going You'll get Talia. feedback, mate. Talia right. Rance-Hibbard, yeah. Laird Hurley-Yo, Gibbs Merritt... Kelly, yeah. Zorko, Jack Rewald, Robbie Gray, Eddie Betts, Danaher, Green, then Cruiser, Joey Kennedy, Rory Sloan, Hal mm. Bondampelli, Max Gorn and Tommy Mitchell is my uh, city team. It's pretty mm. good, mate. Good yeah. team? Yeah, I it's like actually it. not bad. Was, yeah. Can't really. Yeah, can't really yeah. complain with yeah, that. Yeah, we've got no arguments here. <laughs> can't be any bad players. Who wins it, though? Who wins the game? You put I them up against each that. other. I was looking at that. Yeah. Well, I reckon behind they belt them. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. So Pretty I'm good a, forward line. I'm a, no, don't you get out of it this easy. I'm a Frankston boy and yeah, I yeah, know we... old Jeff Hibbert yep. and he played for Crib Point. His boy, Hibbo there, Michael, yeah, yeah. he played, I reckon, one game for Frankston and you've picked him. He's been picked as a... What, what's City. that? That's City. City. A city. He grew up in Somerville. Yeah, so we had the Jack Jack Cannon, who was my consultant, because <laughs> I was desperate to get him in. <laughs> so you throw desperate. Jack under the bus? <laughs> yes, I'm... A, no, but I reckon... Bungalow Road, mate. Somerville. That's not, 80 years. It's not. Hibbo, can you text in... Text it's not in. Rural. 
That's not rural. It's not, it's not a rural. <laughs> it's not a rural. You can't say nice house and now you can't say so rural. I'm looking around. Rural. 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 Get the two oh, R's in there. Rural. rural. Uh, I reckon he's in. I don't think it's rural. I'm with you. Give yeah. me it again. It's definitely nice house. Rural. What was oh, it? nice house. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Captain of the rural team is. Is he captain? He's captain? Co-captain. Co-captain. Well, he used to be captain of the Hawks, and they are taking on Geelong in round four. They did a demolition Mm. job on the Hawks. Hawkins kicked four. Menzel and the boys all chipped in with goals. Hodge had 35. Tommy Mitchell had 32 and a losing team. Harry Taylor had 20 possessions and kicked no goals Mm. three. (laughs) They didn't have the uh, kicking boots on. And have we got the ins and outs here? I can't read that. That's you, mate. That'd be me, yeah. Well, there they go. They're all on there. Yeah. <laughs> I can't read with their all on there. Just run with Hodgie's 300. It's not Hodgie's a bad, 300. It's not a bad yeah. record. What have the cats got mate. in as well? They've got Selwood coming in of the Scott variety. Oh, Wiley Buzzer's out. Wiley's out. Not Zach Guthrie's you. out. Menzel back in as well. Zach so. Smith plays his 100th. One thing you've got to say, the Hawks have really increased their contested possession and... Young Howe has been fantastic. I keep thinking he's doing run with rolls, and he's sort of starting next to my opponent. But his contested footy in the middle of the ground has gone through the roof as well. We know that that Clarkson can, you know, manipulate his team or massage it into a, a different strain on the run. We've seen in the space of four weeks this team turn into a contested footy team. Yeah. I reckon it's, we had um, Chip Frawley on the show Three weeks ago, wasn't it? It was funny. We basically said, and we'd asked him about contested ball. He said, look, if you can't beat them, join them. And they're, hmm. they're smart enough, because I think Clark I was saying last year it wasn't a big deal, and it didn't turn out to be. They were winning premierships. But gradually, as your team evolves, I mean, they're an unbelievable kicking team. You lose the two best kickers in Lewis and Mitchell, et cetera, et cetera. And if you bring in new, new yeah. players, you may as well make them contested Exactly. When players. Tommy Mitchell's a great contested... So all of a sudden, you get to the break, you're struggling, you're getting your backside you know, kicked in terms of contested yep. ball... Smart coach. We know he's a smart coach. He's going, boys, if we don't start winning contested ball, we're not going to win too many games. So the last two weeks, were they plus 12, plus 26? Yeah. You know, they hadn't won contested ball since about 1944. Yeah. That. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. And that was by design because last right. year with the rules, you get a stoppage, lock it up, let them get the ball, dump, kick it out. We don't need to contest for that. So... 100% can't beat him, join him. He's and the young players have jumped on board yeah. as well. And the growth in, in, in the younger players in this Hawthorne lineup has been very good. Ryan Burton is a, a rising star chance throughout this year. Blake Hardwick's been nominated as well. He's plus 30 when it comes to ranking points and he's jumped to, to playing in a back pocket. So he's a for, natural forward through his junior days to now play as a, as a, a back pocket. And Tim O'Brien, Brand, Howe, to name a few. You've already mentioned Howe especially through the midfield. Well, what he's done, he's recognised, rather than just say, this kid's been recruited as a forward, this one is a midfielder. He's had enough games to look at him now and the coaching uh, selection committee and got, right, he may have been brought to us as a forward, but he can do A, B and C. His name's Hardwick, he's a forward, maybe pressing the... That's actually perfectly suited to the back line, the Mm. way we play. So he's now massaging them into what he wants... And he's getting results from it. But it's a great coaching as well to change that mind shift from the way a guy's played his whole junior career to then say, no, you're going the back pocket. And then you have to teach that that and and make it work. I think it's also, everyone talks about high draft picks. I think it's the the teams with their list management that can get players, you know, late 20s, 30s, 40s and 50s. If you can turn some of those guys into really good players, makes a massive difference Mm. to your The one thing I will say about this and, and knowing Hawthorne, and we both do intimately, because of their success 
They have only had lower yeah. end draft picks, yeah. but the one thing Hawthorne have always tried to do, and you, you're well aware of this, is that they always try and have their players do a 70, 80, 90 game apprenticeship yep, in the absolutely. reserves. And because of, they may be low draft picks, but these boys have all been around for a while doing their apprenticeship. Yep. They're going to take a few games to acclimatise, and now they're getting a run but, at and it. And they're physically bigger then when yep. they come into the... Oh, yep. Yep. Oh, they're not string beans. It's worth going over Hodgie's record, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. it's, like it's phenomenal. 300 <laughs> games is a good effort. But when you get there with uh, four premierships, two Norm Smith medals, three All-Australians, AFLPA captain, best and fairest. I the mean, one that surprises yeah. me there with, is the three All-Australians. Yeah. When I saw that, I thought, oh, I would have thought he's been light in five, on. five. I thought it was a bit light on. I yeah. thought he would have been in, in five or six All-Australians. He teams. Yeah. carried a few injuries for a while, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he did. A couple of seasons. Car, yeah. Car, so he arrived yeah. with osteotis pubis. Yeah, that's he right. had the calves, yeah. the shoulders. Yeah. But, um, great but player. What an outstanding player, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, one of the great leaders did any of all time. Did any of you see uh, Pat Cash got a few of his mates in the tennis world uh, to <laughs> actually pay good. tribute to Hodgie about the banana in the <laughs> West Coast grand final win? And there was, you know, Novak Djokovic was saying, oh, uh, I think that was a real one. And then Martina Navratilova yeah. said, oh, yes, Hodgie <laughs> did this and that. And they went through all these world-class stars. And the last one was on a question, McEnroe said, so, Mac, do you reckon Hodgie meant it? And he, went, and he was the only one who went, who the... Is Hodgie. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cleverly oh, thought out. So well done to the guys. Yeah. And, and Pat Cash is a lifelong Hawk supporter yeah. and loves Luke yeah. Hodge as well. Let's move on to the next game now. Gold Coast take on Collingwood. They haven't played each other this year. So we get a look at Collingwood's game against the lowly ranked opposition who are dangerous and do have some good players back in, Jono. Mm. They certainly do. Both teams. This is, uh, this is going to be a good game with these inclusions. Ablett, Riscatelli, Hanley and Hall. That's the Gold Coast Suns. Yep. So they get all their yeah, experience. Both. Back in, which mm. is great. Then for Collingwood, they got Wells, Blair, Howe, and Darcy Moore back into the uh, to the lineup as well. Yeah. So I reckon the boys have done about eight laps behind, stole your behind hat. us as well. Hey, they go run off with that hat. <laughs> go on, mate. So look, this is going to be uh, this is going to be huge. And then when you look at um, the Gold Coast and the, the speed of ball movement, yeah. it's sort of been slowed down a little bit in recent times. But those inclusions, all of a sudden, yep. especially Ablett, uh, Hanley, and Hall through the middle of the ground. That's, that's huge because if they can get corridor ball back to these guys, wait for that to take It's a off. hard game to pick this one, isn't it? Because mm. you, you sense the, the Suns' game style at their best could really trouble Collingwood because Collingwood being good inside around the stoppages, contested ball. I think Wells coming in is a big Barker getting mm. back in next week, but they don't have a lot of speed on the outside. And if, mm. you, are, if you do let the Suns run, they can carve you up, seriously carve you up. So big ins for both teams, yeah. uh, for both their game styles. And you're spot on with uh, the way they moved the ball last week. Uh, we saw Saad when he got the ball. He had another 35 bounces in one game of footy. <laughs> but he can take it on. Hanley back in adds, because they, they put it to Sydney for a quarter and we thought, oh, we've got a game of footy yeah. here. And then they just switched off attitude, everything. Yeah. So that's where they generate their best footy. And uh, with Ablett in the side, that's when they start to connect. That's where Wells is so important yeah, for Collingwood on the flip side because before he was injured, he was that connector back on the yep. 45 off half-back. So to get the ball out wide, and he was the one that was getting to the right spot. So then you had Pendlebury, Trelaw, yep. all going on the inside of Wells' corridor, and away they went down to, to Darcy Moore. in yeah, that mix. Exactly. And away they go. Yeah, like cooking young fellas, but... Scharenberg leads us yeah. off in this next package. The, the way Collingwood kicked it last week was oh, awful. It wasn't good. And the, and the aspect, and I was at the game live. and That's it. It's, it's uncontested errors. So yeah. they've got time and space around them to make easy skill decisions. 
and kept messing it up. Look, that's a dangerous kick. Sometimes you take that one on. But, but he hits this, that perfectly. Yeah, I know, still but gets it's, spoiled. it's these other ones that, you know, are just absolute easy misses. They miss by hand. And early in the game, they're actually going, okay, first 10 minutes, they were well on top of Essendon. Then they started to fumble. Then they dropped easy marks yeah. going forward. Their confidence just slipped right away and allowed Essendon to get back into the contest in that first quarter. Is there, there's, Rory Thompson came in again uh, recently. Jack Leslie got omitted. Is there no place for Jack Leslie after that wonderful four to six weeks of footy Ooh. he played? There is a place I for Leslie in a that place, side. Yeah, I in think the side. Is. I'm staggered that he's not actually playing, mm. to be brutally honest. But yeah. you, Well, Pierce you, Hanley you, has to play as the other tall, as does McKenzie. So that's where McKenzie coming back in is getting that opportunity spot. And Hanley surprised me as well. He, three weeks ago, yeah. he had a hamstring and then came, nah, he's not going to miss. And then came in hammy and now he's back in the side Irish again. Irish hamstring. Mm. Irish hamstring? Irish hamstring. <laughs> okay, not right. all that bad. <laughs> Just a bit Just chewy. Just like our next guest, he's not all that bad. And Nathan Brown from Sportsman. <laughs> Here he is. Hello. You're just hiding those feathers up top, aren't you? What are you doing with your hair? Belt nice. He's doing a bit of everything. Hey. Yeah. Pretty impressive. How are we all? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. That is your personal collection. Too, no, it's not. It? I bought it on Brian Lake up the back. <laughs> formerly, it wouldn't go over one leg of Formerly years. Brian Harris he was. <laughs> now, 24 up promo. I've given out $3.8 million to punters who backed the wrong team. The team lost, but... They were 24 points up at one stage. Now, St Kilda and the Bombers. Uh, St Kilda won their last three at Etihad Stadium, so hard to back against them in the form they're in. So you might like to go a same-game multi. So I reckon St Kilda win. Jack Stephen have 30 or more disposals. He's in pretty good form. Nick Rewalt kicked three goals. It's paying $7.50, so you can have a multi inside that game. Yeah, mm. it's not bad for those three. Seems pretty simple, doesn't it? Now, a GWS in last week too, Revolt. Hey, big, yeah. big Rui. He's going all right. Going to Rance last week. Mm-hmm. GWS at Sydney. Can you believe um, GWS is still undefeated at Spotless this year, but we've had ten times early. I know it's an early market, but ten times more money on Sydney. Sydney is still the outsiders at two dollars. So not a lot of money spent on this game so far. But what has been spent? Ten times. More money on the Sydney Swans. And the big one you've been talking about, Luke Hodge, Geelong Hawthorne. Do you know Hodgie has won his 100th game? He's 150th, he's 200th, he's 250th. So you're saying he's due for a loss? Well, I don't think so. No. I think one, they, two, they, they respect four. him. So they've won every milestone game. We've got a mega bet around Luke Hodge. The Hawks to win and Hodgie to have 30. That's paying 15 bucks. You know why it's paying 15 bucks? Why? He's done number 15. Oh, oh, went yeah, for yeah. 300, but the people at Sportsman said, no, we're not going to go with 300. Good. He had 30 last time he played the Cats. So, Hodge to have 30, Hawks to win, 15 bucks. Brownie, you're a star, and look at those feathers. Don't ever wear a hat again. Look oh, at those beautiful feathers up there. I love them. Go to a break, boys. Mind. We'll talk about the Mighty Tigers next. We're back, boys, and we're straight into the <laughs> Richmond and Brisbane game. Who's got this ins and outs? I have. Oh, I have. Man. Take it away. Yeah, Richmond, Miles in, Vloston, Broad, Bolton and Soldo, <laughs> and Hunt's out, Stengel out. So only two admissions in that game where they got absolutely belted by the Saints. Uh, close, Barrett. How do you say it? Shacky Keys, Cox, Ellison in for Brisbane. We'll get to that in a sec. Dermot, Buick, yeah. Hamelman and Smith. Is he pulling me up on a pronunciation? No, I don't know. You I said you got Nick. it all right. So how do you spell it? V-L-A-U-S. That's Nick Boston. Boston. Perfect, mate. Uh, yeah. Thanks no, very much. Yeah. Absolutely. No, just on yeah. the Tigers, though. Just on the Tigers. Uh, I was yeah, up in no Sydney good, yeah. um, <laughs> no waiting good. for a flight watching the game. 
We won't spend a lot on this game because we know Richmond will bounce back. One thing they did do when they were 92 points out at halftime, if you can say it, <laughs> geez, they chased. Their attitude was enormous in the second half. So it's they did make 20. Back. It's a, a long, long way back. back. Yeah. But yeah. they could have just gone, yeah, right, yeah. it's not our day. Yeah, I reckon. To look, their credit, they chased a little bit and uh, they were pretty desperate. And, you know, they got 22 into the deficit, which is not a bad result. Just quickly before we move to the next one, the Saints and the Bombers, have they got weapons that can hurt? The Tigers, though? Have they got anything they can hurt them with? Well, the of course they do. The midfield's yeah. elite. They've got three or four really good mid- I mean, Zorko's unbelievable last week again. Mm. So Tommy Rockliffe can win it. Yeah, look, they, they get on a roll. They're a momentum team, aren't they, Lions? Yeah. If, you, if you give them a sniff, they can pile on you know five or six goals and suddenly you look up the scoreboard, you're four down. So you, you just got to put your foot on their... Put on the, that's what the Tigers want to do. Put the foot on the throat, hold them down... Yeah, get back to playing that really aggressive footy, tackling inside the forward 50, etc. And get some percentage back that they lost last yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> Saints haven't played Essendon yet this season, so we haven't got a read on them, Jono, but give us a look at the ins and outs, please. Mate. Yeah, Hickey comes in uh, as the Ruckman. Josh Battle will come in for his first game. Danny Longboy? As well, he is, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Played Vic Country as as well. So, look, he, he actually... When did Danny Nong become country? Yeah, <laughs> part of Vic Country. So, look, he's... Um, He's quite tall, he's very athletic, he's a power runner. He's actually being part of the AFL Academy. He goes out hard, Ruzi, yeah. and then gets wound in a little bit. But you know what? His endeavour is is uh, unquestionable. So so good luck to, uh, to Josh Battle. But you things like that. Those, yeah. those boys who do that, at least you know they're hey, Robo, You know go. what you're going to get. Hello, Mark. Yep, already. Robo. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know they're having a go right yep. from the word You'd go. You'd prefer yep. that than the bloke that just... Hoddles around the back, I, and then the last 100 metres just charges past everyone. I'll tell you what, if Hartley or Hurley go near him, they can't take him lightly because he will actually mm. uh, he will actually score on you and uh, and score multiple times. So that's uh, that's someone Essendon's going to have to look out for. They get Bird come in, and, and Joe Watson is uh, going rested. to be rest, rested, just sitting on the couch yeah. for the weekend. Yeah. Well, he might be making some coffees. He I saw in the, he's got a job at the <laughs> local yeah. barista. Yeah, I duck in there, wasn't actually, far yeah. from here. Did he in Newport? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Trying to um, pop down? A, st- a bit of a style clash, I reckon, this one. It's, it's St Kilda's handballing game versus the Essendon kicking game, too. So the in- a bit of an inside game. Not that, not that I think Essendon are soft or can't play an inside game, but St Kilda are brutal around the contest when they get numbers. Essendon want to get it outside. With Heavily actually to possession short kicking Essendon. Yeah, they are. And they want to get their, their high half forwards up in speed. So it'll be a fascinating game in terms of just game styles. And if the Saints are with their pressure game as well, every time the Saints play well, you can get a yeah. read on how their tackling numbers are up and the way they mm. pressure them. Turnover battle, both teams are ranked in the top five for yep. how they score off the opposition's uh, errors or mistakes. Yep. So if the Saints can bring that pressure against a Bombers team, which has on occasion has been excellent, and the other times let themselves down. Yeah, oh, and I think the battle is with... The spread. So yep. we know that St Kilda, when they spread with their hands, they're so fast. And they caught, which was my opener, eye-opener for the season when they did it against the Giants. I went, wow, this is uh, impressive. And then last week. But that kicking game is lethal. One of the best kicking uh, teams in the AFL when they're on Essendon. So through the middle of the ground, the speed battle. Uh, whoever lands the first blow early um, uh, from a, uh, a game point of view in the first quarter... I think it's going to win the game of footy. Yeah, the, teams, the teams I've seen do well at Etihad this year have been more the kicking teams. I know St Kilda have won their last three, and they're probably a little bit different because they play there. But yeah, even in patches of games I've seen St Kilda, when they're able to just slow it down a little bit 
and spread the ball. You've got to use the width of Eddie had. It can get into a, just a turnover battle because mm. it's like a 400-metre relay race at the Olympics. just keeps going round and round. It's generally the team that can control it, and Essendon have done really yep. well in, in large patches of games you know, with their feet kicking the ball really well. What Essendon have got as well, if they don't have the energy around the ball in terms of, their, in terms of bell chambers early then they got the Danaher shift yeah. straight away. And that made a huge impact last week against Collingwood. Bell Chambers was sort of, you know, competing hard against Grundy. But then they brought Danaher on and it just changed everything around, around the ball. And he's obviously spread. He took a couple of good marks. Bell Chambers went forward and kicked a couple of goals. So they've got that in their, in their lineup at the moment in terms of flexibility to get first use down down to the midfielders. It doesn't worry them to throw Danaher for some energy around the ball. I reckon it's a young forward to it. It frees him up a bit, yeah. doesn't it? It get, gets him away from full forward at times. Touching gets him footy. involved. Yeah. yeah, it gets him involved in the game. He's a super athlete and he can kick the ball really nicely as well. No Tim Membry this week for St Kilda also. So that just mm. may upset Don't the flexibility. Don't like seeing uh, anybody get suspended, but I would say he should be very, Tough. very thankful that he yeah. only got what he got. Definitely. That, that was a big... Massive. Coming, I think we yeah. all agree with that, but how much will that up? Because he he played well. Bruce played well, though. They got two good goals, separation five. there, forwards, didn't so they? So Rewalt played well on on Rance yep. early and and got under his guard. So the loss of memory would uh, Essen would be sitting there going, "You beauty, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't have to worry about one of them." I said two weeks ago, he's their best forward yep. uh, by a mile. Is that from... because of the constant movement? Oh, or constant what movement, so lateral up there, and he's pressure, and then he just creates. But then he's actually dictating exactly where the leads are going. So falling behind, he's the general down there. Mm. And funny enough, uh, he started to hit the scoreboard, and now so he's just out. with this, when the boy battle comes in. He will definitely play his role up forward, and as you said, they can't take him lightly, no, they can't. but. Now that Rue's been pressing up the ground, he played the negating type role and just found himself at the end of the footy on the weekend as well and was very good. Do, does he come home for a stay-home role now? Not a stay-home, but play predominantly as a leading target forward. I'd only bring him back 20 or 30 metres. I wouldn't bring him back deep. I think you've still got to obviously um, have Rue through that connection in yep. the middle of the ground. You need him up at your stoppages, so... I, I, I wouldn't be... Uh... So you'd, you'd want the matchups for St Kilda then would be Hartley to Bruce. St Kilda want Hurley to possibly go to Rewalt, which then leaves Bagley or Gleeson to maybe go to a battle. So yeah. that's what uh, they may be looking at. But I'd at. give his, him an opportunity for short or just roll around the back because as we've seen uh, with Nighthouse, uh, <laughs> you know, you're going to get your opportunities. You might get a little bit of disrespect down there. You never know. You, never know. Well, you can't be a dumb forward now, can you? Because there's so many good roll-off defenders. No there's, forward's ever dumb, Ruzi, seriously. There's plenty of dumb players no. I play, I can tell you that. But you can't be a... But you're, serious, you can't go to dumb spots. That's what your, your man Nighthouse's that game was so good. If you can be a young kid and be disciplined and keep in line with the ball, keep your defender honest, that helps the team so much. We've got to go, boys, because the boys downstairs at 360 are saddling up next and they got a few musical treats for a rural round.